Good morning, good Friday morning. Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered, hosted at realestatepodcastshow.com. Today I want to start a new segment and it's going to be followed by my regular podcast, but today's new segment is going to be a sold story shout out and I'll probably put that on as a hashtag and it'll go huge and then Entertainment uh, or Access Hollywood, one of those guys is going to call me uh, and ask for an interview and come on, you know, I'm busy but uh, okay, I'll do it this once. Um, this week's sold stories, uh, for me, this, uh, the sold stories usually uh, middle or end of the month is when they happen. So this month's uh, sold stories are just amazing. Just had uh, uh, so many great um, clients move with me. And again, um, it's, it's when people move with me and they're part of the experience. Um, and, and, you know, we're sitting there with a, you know, a bottle of champagne and we're, we're celebrating the move, the story behind the move. In some cases, it's taken people years to get where they're going, uh, and some people just needed a fresh start for the new year. So uh, to all of you who have made that fresh start with me, uh, some of you were uh, out with me in December because you really wanted to do this right, and I applaud each of you. Uh, Some of you started with me early January, and you were also on a great track. So again, congratulations to all of you on any part of this journey with me. So if you're on this journey with me at all, meaning you've just begun, uh, again, hopefully you've signed on because, uh, man, are you missing out if you don't. And I'm talking about uh, big time uh, resort vacations, accommodation certificates. Um, Again, I I don't know anybody else who's doing this. Right now I'm giving away uh, 14 days of accommodation certificates to those who are signed on with me by March 19, which is the last day of winter. Uh, so it's double the vacation awards uh, rewards, um, and it's accommodations only. Okay, I don't I don't care how you get there. Take a boat, take a plane, um, uh, road trip, whatever. Uh, that's my preferred method of transportation. But once you're there, um, then the rest is taken care of, and that's just uh, sort of how I thank uh, all of you guys out there. So uh, this this week's uh, some of, some of the amazing moving stories this week. Uh, include someone you'll be hearing from soon on my podcast, who literally is the um, one of the one of the one of the many clients I have that's like this. That is the behind the scenes uh, person behind some of the most incredible celebrities and athletes, uh, politicians, and even world leaders. Um, is one of my clients, and, and again, I can't t- I can't tell you how incredible it is. Uh, to be part of that and to be um, trusted by those who are trusted by, again, some of the most influential people across the globe. To me, it just means uh, that I'm doing something right, that I've connected with the right people uh, and I've treated them well. And that's, I I think, what should come across these podcasts is that uh, I'm a real guy. This isn't, uh, this isn't some guy that was hired to read the ebook. Uh, this isn't somebody who's been trained in a media um, boiler room or, or some bullshit because, again, every word you hear out of my voice, and whether it's my voice or my uh, comedic voice or my business voice, as my kids know, even as my kids um, 
and I, and I love them so much. They even like when they were little, literally just, just started speaking and they go, daddy, how come you have a different voice when you're talking on the phone? And I laughed at that because I'm like, oh my God, they heard my work voice. I, I, I do change my voice. My wife has also mentioned to me, again, this is all funny to me, but she's mentioned to me as soon as someone decides to flip, flip my switch, uh, someone's rude to me or someone's like that on the phone, she'll like, she'll notice the whole room goes dark. Um, and, and literally the, 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 the tone changes and she's like, I can't believe you talk to that guy that way. I said, again, I, I didn't start it, but, uh, and I didn't finish it either, but I definitely, I'll get my, I'll get my punches in. I'm not, I'm not going out, you know, I'm not leaving this planet with regrets. Fuck that I'm not leaving I'm not leaving I'm not leaving this week with regrets it's just I know so many people who walk around with those chains on them and you know the ones it's exactly like the guy from uh, Christmas Carol Jacob Marley they got these chains on them and they're dragging them through whatever so if there's more to the if there's more to life than after this great but I'm not bringing any chains I'm gonna uh, I mean, I'm going to always lead with kindness. I'm always going to do that. And, and that's something I remind myself every day. Start off being kind. Do something good for someone else. Uh, help someone get out of a bad situation. That, I will do that until I can't do it anymore. That, to me, uh, is what turns my engine as far as, as far as things go. And, you know, feeding the, um, feeding the hungry last year, I was able to, with your help, um, provide 500 meals uh, for the Daily Bread Food Bank. And that, to me, was a huge deal. Uh, and yeah, I want to, just like everything else in my life, I want to not just do a linear um, growth on that. I want exponential growth on that. I want to be in a position where, again, because you've trusted me enough times and you've, you've moved with me, you've given me the ability to do this, I want that to go up to 5,000 meals next year. Because whether you know them or sorry, whether they tell you or not, the the single mother going to uh, bringing her kids to school or the uh, um, the elderly woman that's uh, in the grocery store right now, some of them need more help than they're willing to admit, and they should never ever have to beg. Especially, I mean, of all things in this country, with the uh, the amount of just again just sheer amount of money that's on the table in, in a lot of cases. Uh, we should not have anyone hungry in this country. We should not have. Uh, we should not have the problems with education that we have. We've got a lot of problems, and, and I know I actually I can solve all of them myself uh, by putting the right people in charge. Uh, start off by putting someone in charge of, of um, especially of education, who has missed a meal once, who has had to deal with um, you know struggles in their life. You put people like that in charge. I swear everything changes, I swear. Again, it's not up to me, this is up to you guys, that's your challenge. Um, but I wanna thank you, those of you who have invested in me and those of you who are going to invest in me, um, you're, gonna make, you're, you're making the best decision of your lives by connecting with me. Uh, and I promise you, and this is something I promise at every, the beginning of every single podcast, my goal, it's right above my desk when I'm at my desk, which is like never uh, in real estate. My desk is, is the road, uh, which is why I get along with rock stars and athletes so well, because, uh, you know, 
I have a desk in my in my van, and, and it, it is it is far from glamorous. But man, have I closed a lot of deals in my in my van. And don't take that out of context. Do not quote me on that and put that as uh, this guy closes a lot of business in his van. What kind of weirdo is this? Don't start that podcast or don't put that in the news for uh, for anybody to eat. Uh, anyways, again, just me and I, I I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm I'm in good spirits this Friday, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to sort of riff a little bit too. Um, been listening to a lot of really good comedy this week. Uh, my wife and I, uh, one of the things we do is just like to sort of sit back and just throw on some new comedy, something we haven't listened to. And I uh, played, if you're listening to, as well, this, you know, this would be awesome if you were. Uh, we played some Sebastian Maniscalco um, t- um, uh, routines on, on Spotify, and, and we were just howling. And, and, and it's just totally my type of humor literally this morning we were joking about um, going into your aunt or uncle's house and there's a room full of cheese and there's meat hanging from the ceiling the 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 way he said it is exactly my youth growing up going to my and get this I'll 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 start with this one and uh, I want to jump into the podcast soon otherwise I'll lose you guys but get this when I used to go to my uncle's house and we went to the basement, there was, I, and I kid you not, a secret door that was built into the basement. You could walk by, all you see is wood paneling, but if you pushed, I'm, 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 and I'm not, I don't shit you guys about this stuff. This is, this was my, this was me growing up. You push that put that certain point on the wall a certain way. This, you couldn't even, the seam was so perfect. You couldn't, the FBI couldn't find this stuff. So you push the door, you open it, and it was an entire cold room full of like huge wheels of cheese, 15,000 salamis hanging from the ceiling. So again, the meat dripping from the ceiling and the, the hanging from the ceiling as, as he described it, that was, that was my life. But not just that, the door was hidden. I don't remember there being any money. I went in there a few times. I saw the vino. I saw the grapes. I saw the salami and all of it. And I, I guess I, I didn't really question it. You know, when you're a kid, you don't do that. But it was, um, it was so funny to hear someone else mention it. So from that, from that point, it just went on. And the humor uh, is probably where I got by. And I'm not going to be up on a stage anytime soon. But I did promise myself that in my podcast seminars when I'm doing them this year uh, if I'm live on stage I'm going to throw in a little stand-up I don't know how much uh, I don't know how much material I'm going to have but I, I I'm actually writing stand-up material uh, that I'd like to do on a podcast and if there's any comedians listening that want to be um, part of it to help maybe get your exposure uh, I'm thinking about doing a Sunday night comedy night where we literally just sort of do you know just do some very basic stuff um, and maybe just just talk and even just uh, you know talking with comedians uh, you know Jerry Seinfeld style and, and doing it on my podcast instead of uh, uh, anything else so that's where that goes so let me start off or let, let me go right into now uh, today's podcast topic okay so today's podcast topic is about what happens when Iron Man is the guy at the car dealership. I'll tell you what happens. Elon Musk is Iron Man. 
I don't think he wants anybody to know, but listen, buddy, we know you're that guy. You're that guy. You're Iron Man. Everything you've done so far tells me that. I've also been told, and this is just from, um, from inside staff of his, that there are times when he's not there, but uh, there are Iron Man sightings when he's not there, and then when he's there, there's no Iron Man sightings. So you tell me that. I grew up watching Pokeroo. I know what's going on. You can't pull the wool over my eyes, Elon. Uh, and, and I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have crossed paths with you uh, back in the day when you were here in Kingston. Um, many, many trips to Kingston. I've moved a lot of people to and from there. Spent many nights there. Um, obviously, the tragically hips from there, and I know you know them. If you spent any time in Kingston, you would have uh, been immersed in the hip. So, um, how does Iron Man outsell? and outsmart all the big car dealerships. Iron Man has a story. Iron Man has fans, you know? When Elon started the concept of Tesla, and of course, as you guys all know, Tesla was not his first, um, you know, it wasn't his first time in the pool. He wasn't a rookie. He jumped into a, a bunch of different startups and this was by no means uh, his first time at the rodeo. So that begs the question, how did he know that this idea of the, you know, uh, more energy efficient, uh, obviously soon to be, and in some cases self-driving, I don't have a Tesla. This is not a commercial for a Tesla. If I happen to get a Tesla delivered to my driveway after I'm done this, uh, yeah, I'll drive it, but uh, my son will be more happy than uh, uh, I told him. If we ever do get a Tesla, it's going to be the uh, that'll be the last Christmas present uh, for the next fifty years. And he says, "Okay, no problem." Uh, he's a soup. He's he's the biggest Tesla fan I know. My son, um, the only person that's as big a fan of Tesla are the Tesla car owners. I've been watching you guys who own Teslas. I've been trying to figure out why nobody else does the marketing that the Tesla owners do. Like nobody else with any kind of car of any kind does the free marketing that you guys do. And again, I've got some examples. I know a few agents, a few realtors who have Teslas. And how do you find out if a realtor has a Tesla? Don't worry. They'll tell you, and they'll tell you every other day on their Facebook page or on Instagram, uh, and they'll they'll go into detail. And I'm talking about um, sexual details about their Tesla. Like they know things about their Tesla. I thought I I think they don't know about their wives. It's uh, it's not it's not exaggeration at all. I know a lot about Teslas because my my son is a he's a tech. Uh, just he's a he's a tech genius. This kid he can literally recite code from memory. Um, my daughter taught me Instagram, explained it to me again. I think as a nine-year-old, um, my kids are incredibly adept. They're curious beyond belief, which for me is so important. That you have two things, and and with kids you can't put too much on them. 
But if your kids are curious and persistent and they don't easily quit, which have got, you know is not easy to do, believe me, I've got two kids, I know what it's like. But if they're curious and persistent, chances are they could do anything Elon Musk. And I, and I keep telling my son, well, <laughs> and this, this is weirdly connected to a, a Sebastian Maniscalco um, comedy skit. When, I, when, when my son tells me about how he'd like to uh, have this kind of a gaming computer, I said, so why don't you build one? He's like, he looks at me like, 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 like I'm wearing an Iron Man mask. He's like, I can't, you know, I, I don't have the money to build it. I know that he could. If I put the pieces in front of him and gave him a motherboard and gave him the fans and gave him the, uh, the memory, I know he could build one. And we were actually at a store last night talking about doing it. And we're still working on the details of building the ultimate gaming computer. And yes, it might be cheaper to buy a pre-built one, but for me... This kid doesn't like Lego. They they jumped out of toys way early, but he would sit there with me with a with a kitchen table full of computer parts and build a computer with me if uh, if we did that. So I'm thinking about uh, even if it is more expensive to just go that route uh, as part of my uh, uh, again just exploring things and, and and just piquing his curiosity and then just the accomplishment of saying that I built my own gaming computer. One of his cousins did. Um, so I think it's uh, something that sort of stuck in his mind, but back to the idea of, again, how Elon Musk has sold, and I don't know the exact stats. I just sort of heard it this week. And of course, I mean, I, I see, I see a Tesla related post every other day and I know you're not paying. I know Elon's not paying these guys. These guys are paying for their cars. Nobody, they're not getting anything free. Like I said, if I get a Tesla in my driveway after this podcast, um, I'll be very glad for it, and I will do very good things with it, I promise you. And again, my son will be so indebted to you. He's already got plans. He's 11, almost, and he's got plans to move to California uh, and work in the tech sector. If he could go right now, I know he'd be going, and we'd all get up and move and go and blah, blah, blah. So how does Elon Musk create this, this, this allegiance to this product? That part's easy story. He tells a story. I mean, again, I, I, I keep referring to him as Iron Man, but again, this guy's landing rockets upright in Texas. And I know because my clients live not too far from there. They moved from Canada to Texas uh, and they found out that the launching site was uh, just across the water from where they were moving. So yeah, it's been a little bumpy there, but um, it's Elon Musk. I mean, it's, 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 it's it, the, the story is never boring with him. His startups have never been boring. And this is a guy, and again, I watched the Joe Rogan interview, uh, and the fact that he was so comfortable, and, and that's, uh, one again, a shout out to Joe Rogan, not that you need it, but your podcasts are what got my podcast, uh, I think, to where the level of comfort that I'm at is watching. I watch every night. I, I sometimes watch like five or six and wake up in the morning and it's still playing in my headphones. Uh, so listening to these interviews, and, and I try to do interviews as much as I can with interesting people, uh, not just anybody, because for me, again, if somebody's just going to you know, sit there and bore me in real life, they're going to bore everybody else. So uh, trust me, it never gets to the podcast if the person doesn't have a cool story. 
Um, you'll see by some of my other interviews, the people I've interviewed are, are, are like, as far as I'm concerned, the Iron Man or Iron Men, I don't know how that plural works, uh, of their relative businesses. And, and, and if that's you or Iron Woman, lots of Iron Women on my, um, on my podcast too, I, I, I definitely believe in uh, equality on that level because to me, again, it's about people who are, you know, the helpers, the ones who are giving back and the ones who support others who do that. Because not everybody's like that. There's a lot of people, and I've, I've met, I, I think I've met all of them where I live, uh, and I hope I don't meet any more, but, but I already know when I'm in, like within five feet of them, oh geez, it's one of those. This negative energy just sort of seeps off them. There's people who want you to do well. Oh, that's great. Good for you. And then the comment comes along where, ah, oh, you know what? That's probably not going to be, you're never going to make money doing that. I've heard those words. Um, you did. You, you, oh, that's that's good. Good for you. But um, they don't want you to do better than them. I don't care what they do. They could be working, you know, just a menial job, not making very much money. But these are angry people. Okay, folks. These are angry people. If you sense them, if they're in the room with you, if they're family members of yours, block them now. I'm telling you, you will feel you will feel freedom like you've never felt, and you can do that. And that means you don't have to get, I don't mean physically get rid of them. That's, I'm not telling you to call the Irishman and, 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 and send them to Australia here. I'm not talking about that extreme. But you can block someone and you can make them or you can keep them an acquaintance or a stranger and just not let them in anymore. They know what they know. They've been with you for 40, 50 years. They know everything about you. Uh, they could be parents, they could be family, they could be close friends, the guys from high school, whoever they are. The good ones keep them close, of course. And for me, that's strangers. On any given day, it's strangers that I'm, I connect with on, on a huge level. So those people keep them very close, take good care of them, take them out to dinner. Uh, I'll, I'll send you guys out to dinner if, uh, uh, if necessary. Keep those people close. Uh, and I hope all of you listening are, are, are clients or, or will be clients of mine here in Toronto, GTA. But the other people block them. So A, first of all, you can do it easy online. And I, I think um, Mark Zuckerberg was up to something. I think he knew that people like this uh, needed to be blocked. And I don't know if he did it for spite. Because uh, I've done entire, like I, I've had entire um, chapters of my life based on spite. Uh, and my family knows, and, and I don't know how many of them listen to this, but spite is a hugely powerful tool. Um, and, and I would say success by spite uh, is also, do not underestimate that because uh, it, it is powerful shit. I don't know which chemical um, imbalance is involved because I know there's an imbalance with me, that's for sure. Um, so I don't know which chemical imbalance led to that, but when someone says you can't do something, I've built a career on that. I had some asshole that I used to work for. I don't give a fuck if you're listening, but you, you treated people like shit. And as far as I'm concerned, what you told me was you should stick to fitness training. You're not really any good at sales. Fuck you. I was 16 years old. I was on fucking fire over that. It just, it just boiled me over. Not because I was great at anything yet. I didn't know what I was great at, but for some asshole to tell me that I wasn't good at it, I, I literally like, and I almost appreciate it. So actually, thank you, uh, asshole. But uh, the, uh, the truth of the matter is 
that kind of stuff fueled me in the right direction. I didn't let it put me down. I, I actually became uh, not only the top salesperson, one of the top sales, I think it was in the top 10 uh, at Good Life Fitness when I worked there. Uh, and then I've gone on to win, I don't know, I, I think I counted last like 43 different awards uh, in, in real estate over the last 20 years. I really, I had to sit there and, and count them. I've, I've put them all on my... Um, um, on my awards link, if anybody wants it, it's not public. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't need that out there. Um, I put a few up there, but the, the, if you want to see the whole thing, let me know. I'll show them all to you. Uh, but I sort of sat there and I had to count, um, you know, that. And just like I have to count transactions, because all I keep track of is relationships, relationships and storytelling. For me, if you listen to this podcast and you're trying to get something out of me, because I don't know. Uh, you got, you've got dreams of your own. Uh, I'm telling you everything, but none of it is stuff that you can buy. You can't plug in. You can't just copy and paste any of this because a, it's from me and B it's learned over a lot of time relationships. Those are built, you know, those are in-person meetings. When we sit down, we spend any time together in person and that's it. The online ones, they don't count. You guys are listening to me through the podcast. You hear me, but until we actually sit down and, and you know meet with each other, it doesn't get real until then. So I think it's a very good, the podcast to me is one step above social media because I think it actually uh, is a conversation. It's obviously a monologue for now, but um, the relationships and storytelling, that's it. If you want to know my secret in, in real estate and in life and in business, uh, it's that relationships and storytelling, the transactions, the, you know, the humble bragging, the, the, the guy, and I swear to God, he did this. Uh, some guy that I know, um, not, I don't know him, but some guy uh, decided to post a video of himself last year with all these awards behind him as part of the video. I don't even think they were his awards. He just did the video with these awards behind him to give that really sleazy, like, hey, look at me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, man, th those are the guys. Th that's the reason award shows should not exist. Um, I, I think there's something to it. But, I mean, as far as, like, it defining you, no, 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 that's not good. It's not good for you. So... Uh, um, that's it. That's my, that's my pitch today. Um, Iron Man, uh, is the best car salesman on the planet. And the reason why is because he's got such a great story, uh, that he shares. And of course it's just, it's part of who he is. It's, it's Elon Musk and Tesla. It's not Tesla without him and that story. There's no there's no way. There's no way some other guy could come in, some big car dealership guy come in and take over Tesla. Um, the the story is that I, you know, I, I'm sure all the big uh, car dealership guys probably had the chance to do what he did. Probably had more money than him to do what he did. They just didn't want to take that risk, and they probably didn't have the story. Without the story, without the whole, you know, going in, you know, going into space and all the stuff that he's got to do. I mean, aside from PayPal, which was like, you know, the first thing he did, which I believe funded everything else. And if the memes are uh, correct, which again, my kids tell me all the Elon Musk memes, um, but I've seen some of the charts that I believe are real, is that uh, he ended up putting so much money into his business, he barely, he had to borrow money for rent. 
Now that, if you don't, if that's not believing in your story, uh, I don't know what is. And I, I don't think it's the situation anymore, but uh, that's when you know you gotta, you'll put it all on the line, which is um, something I'm inspired by in the sense that I've put most of my eggs in one basket in terms of this podcast. I've tried uh, in so many ways to make sure that you guys hear all these stories that I hear and hopefully they change you in some way. Uh, and this is 210 today, so hopefully, and there's been there's been more um, more uh, episodes, but 210 official, and then uh, I do bonus episodes, I do grand opening episodes for my listings, uh, telling those stories because again. Um, if you've got a property you're selling in Toronto or the GTA in 2020, the, this decade, man, do not put it out there without the story. Please, just, you know, I'd rather you not sell. It's, it's even worse than doing it in a discount fashion. There's one thing worse than doing it in a discount fashion is not telling the whole story of your property. Some of you have got these properties with so much character and so much um, community and so many things going for it and the narrative is just the most boring assortment of words ever put together Uh, some of them are like I don't even know who wrote some of these things and I'm sure some of them are cut and pasted Uh, and this is for million dollar homes I'm talking about here this isn't a game for for I mean for any of you that can leave a million dollars in the table and walk away tell me where you live I will, I will come by and clean that table for you. If that money doesn't mean anything to you, leave it on the table and walk away. I, I'll, 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 I'll text me, okay? I'll come and get it right now. I don't want anybody doing that because not only are you leaving money on the table, you're leaving leverage on the table. You're, you're, you're possibly leaving out the money that could possibly help you take care of a parent, for the next 10 years. Could be the money that is going to put one of your kids through university. Could be the money that sends you on a trip around the world. That Again, all this stuff, it's so real. When I see the, the letdowns that I see, um, I see what, what you're missing. For me, the, the fear of missing out uh, is, 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 is beyond, like it's, it's a critical level. So those of you who are listening, who've got properties in Toronto or the GTA, do not pass go. Do not do a single thing. Don't sign up with a discount company because you might get a deal on the on the sale commission. Come on. The message that gives out, don't do it. Just meet with me. Talk about, let's talk about it. Have a coffee. Worst case scenario, again, we'll meet up for a coffee. I won't talk about any of that stuff at all by the way, on the first meeting. Uh, I just want to hear your story. I want to find out about you. You know, maybe you'll tell me a bit about the house, but we're not going to talk about anything until there's some sort of an idea of, you know, what the story is. Until then, it's, it's, it, the, the value is, is worthless. Only when the story's attached is the value priceless. Remember that. Until there's a story attached, the value, the price of your home, price is what's attached to the value, there's no value. It's worthless. There's no story. Until the story is is set and told and, again, maximized, made sure that everyone possibly, including all my listeners, hear it, um, until then, it's worthless. So let's connect. Make sure that we give you a chance to make those other dreams happen. Right now, again, in Ontario, the rent situation is incredible. It's just absolutely, it's a disaster. 
So if you're worried about your family being, you know, having to pay three or four thousand a month for a one-bedroom apartment, that's a real issue. This is really happening. You need to right now invest in a multifamily property so that you've got the ability. I don't know how many people are in your family. I don't care. It could be two of you, three of you, four of you. You might want to have friends of yours that can live there too. So to have a property with the potential for a three, four, or five plex, to me, is the bare minimum going forward. Uh, a three-bedroom home can be that way, but more than likely, it's nicer when the house can be split off into different plexes, I would call them. So duplex, triplex, quadplex, or fiveplex. Yeah, I think, or four, four or fiveplex. I don't think it's quad, uh, and I don't know if there's a five, uh, a different way of saying it. So between a three, uh, ultimately, ideally, a three, four, or five plex should be enough for either you, um, elderly people that you're taking care of, older kids, because again, I don't see anybody right now in their 20s being able to afford rent in 10 years. It's just not going to happen. Fire the landlord, put all the money in the basket, three or four or five of you, and I've got clients, and you guys are listening. You guys have done this. You're, 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 you're saying, forget this. Why should we pay $2,500 a month when the, the three of us could easily afford the mortgage? And then, get this, rent out two of the units. If you only need to rent out the other two, not only are you paying less, you're, paying, like, you're probably paying less than you did in rent. I get fired up about this. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now talking about it because I know it is a life-saving measure. It's not it's not for it's not just for profit. This is life-changing. The government won't tell you this. The banks won't tell you this. Your financial advisor might even look at you funny. Forget all them. They got money. They don't need you. You need to do this. You need to do something that puts you in a position of security and safety for the next decade. Um, if you don't, I promise you, you'll regret it. You'll regret every minute that you didn't do that. You'll regret every check you sent that landlord for $2,500 a month. That's thirty grand a year. Ten years from now, look at it this way. Ten years from now, you'll have spent $300,000 instead for half or less that, probably less that, you'll invest in a property now and start regaining some financial stability um, and do other things with your life. Even if you are the only one person in this three or four or five plex home, you're gonna make rent from all those other rooms and you will make that 2,000, 2,500, whatever it is for a bedroom, that's gonna be the case. So as long as you're at the you know, not the party, but as long as you're at the event early, you're going to get in. You'll, you'll be the one on the receiving end. You'll be the one collecting the money. Otherwise, you're going to be the one paying it. Those are your two choices. You are either paying a mortgage or as far as, far as the, the, the you're, you're either paying your mortgage or someone else's. That's what rent is. You're either paying your mortgage if you own or someone else's when you rent, but you're paying a mortgage. Any way you slice it, you're paying a mortgage. Uh, you're probably paying at least maybe 100% because most landlords want 100% of their mortgage paid. Uh, but you might even be paying more, sometimes less, but it doesn't matter. You're paying someone else's mortgage. In Ontario, I, I, I think, again, that needs to end, and I hope it does with this podcast. So again, covered a, a lot of topics, the main one being the Iron Man uh, sells you uh sells more cars than uh, anybody else does um hopefully i've uh done enough name dropping uh, to call it a day uh 
take the weekend off and relax with my family, and hopefully you guys will all do the same and enjoy yourselves. Thanks for listening. Always appreciated. Talk to you soon.